welcome to the inaugural episode of the All Gas No Breaks podcast. My name is Corson Schweizer, and my co-host Darren Benson is also here. Yes, sir. Right here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the the goal of this podcast really is to kind of just make a difference for people. We want to relate what we find important in our lives, what we do outside of you know, in our work lives and how everything goes there, relate that back to how we can inspire and make a difference for other people to do something greater with their lives. Because I think we were both in a place where we were looking for something like that once. And uh, we found that in other places. And hopefully we can end up being that for someone else in the future. And if, you know, we inspire one person to go do something great and make a change and make a difference in their lives, then I think this podcast is a success. So, yeah, with that being said, I, you know, we'll just be talking about some sports stuff, uh, relating that back to life and, you know, what we do with our work. Uh, for those who don't know, I am a freelance video, uh, video editor, videographer, photographer, dabble in graphic design, and I have right around 50,000 followers on TikTok right now, at Corson Schweizer, for those wondering, C-O-R-S-O-N-S-C-H-W-E-I-Z-E-R. And, uh, you know, I'll let Mr. Darren introduce himself here and get to know him a little bit. Uh, like like Corson said, my name is Darren Benson, also known as Ben's CRV on Instagram, B-E-N-Z-C-R-V. Uh, I am a photographer slash graphic designer. Videos are kind of not my thing, <laughs> but uh, that's what I got Corson here for. You know, we collab on those. Yes, sir. But uh, have uh, about 800 followers on Instagram. A lot of connections, a lot of people in all areas of sports. And I'm just ready to get into it, you know? For sure, for sure. So you want to talk about how we met a little bit and we'll, you know, give a little more insight on, you know, what we do? Yeah. So how we met was I was scrolling on my Instagram feed. And Corson's work came up. I'm like, I'm like, damn, that video is fire. So I'm like, let me look at his page. And then I looked at his page and he had a, a couple Oregon ones as his recent one. So I'm like, I'm an Oregon fan. This man's an Oregon fan. But turns out he wasn't an Oregon fan, which is sad. <laughs> but uh, I, I DM'd him and I was like, oh, your work is fire. You know, maybe we should collab. And he was like, your work is also fire. Then... We had a, I had an idea because somebody, I can't say yet, they wanted to drop a final four. And I was like, I had this like lottery machine type thing that I wanted to do. And I could do it, but I just couldn't get the video edited. So I was like, nah, he'll be the perfect one. So I, was, so I asked him, you know, it went and then he just took off. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, that video will probably never be seen by the world, and that's still to this day probably one of my favorite pieces of work that I've ever produced. I mean, that that video will just have to sit in the archives, and it's just something that we'll have to commemorate how we met, I guess. Yeah, but, that uh, that video was so cool. Oh my god, it was so good. I'm at, to to this day, I'm still absolutely furious that we can't release it. It it's heartbreaking because it was it would have lit the world on fire <laughs> i think i think we're gonna have to find a way to like 
Oh, we're gonna have to find a way to finesse and and, and get that yeah. out somehow. We're gonna we're gonna have to yeah, talk to we're gonna have to talk to he he who shall not be named and uh, figure out how we can get that out because that oh my god it was incredible. I think we would have broke the internet with that one. Oh, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we met when he he DM'd me and uh, thought I was an Oregon fan. I actually, I think I had seen your work. It was after you did the jersey swap for Nick Dawkins into the, into the Penn State gear. I saw that on his page, and I was like, that is one of the cleanest jersey swaps that I've ever seen. You know, so <laughs> I, I, think <laughs> I, went, I think I went and followed you. You followed me back, and then he DM'd me a few days later or whatever and uh, got to talking and then talked about collabing and sent you my number, started talking there, and then, you know, now it's it's like, I'm little bro, you're big bro, and that's just how, how it's transpired. So, but uh, so later on in this pod, we are going to be joined by NFL wide receiver, New Orleans Saints, Juwan Johnson. Juwan was a uh, receiver at Penn State for uh, his first three years in college, I believe. Might have been four, I forget. Uh, before he transferred to Oregon. And now uh, he's on the New Orleans Saints, and he has a very interesting story, as you guys will hear later on, and it's just something that I think related to this podcast and the idea we had very well, and it was something that, you know, we we wanted to get him on, and I, I texted him one night. It was, I think it might have been the first or second night after, you know, this idea popped into my head, and I texted him, and I said, Hey bro, would you be interested in coming on for the first episode? And he said, "Oh, for sure." So we had to get him on, and uh, yeah, he has a very interesting story. It relates back to what we want to portray on this pod very well. So hopefully, you guys will enjoy that. But you know, now I think uh, we should just move into talking a little bit about you know what we do further in depth. I'll I'll let you start and just give some. Give some background on what you do, who you work for, some names, stuff like that. Alrighty. Um, so around 2018, I I was like messing around a little bit with editing. You know, I wasn't 100% serious. So I was like really just doing it for my friends, you know, that just wanted edits. But my first, I'd say my first big one, which really got me real, real serious was with Nick Dawkins, you know, I was, we grew up in the same area. We didn't really talk much out of the thing, but like he knew about my work. I knew about what he was. He's from the same hometown as me, his dad, Daryl Dawkins. But uh, he was my first big customer. Well, I wouldn't say customer, he was like my client. And that's what got it started. Cause once he posted that Jersey swap that course and talked about a lot of people started hitting me up. Like I felt famous for a little bit. <laughs> so I did that. And then just from there, everything's been going up. I have athletes all over that. I didn't even think I would reach that far or be known, but that's what got me serious. And then now here we go. Three years later, I have a very good following, a lot of connections all over. And right now I'm at ESU with an internship. And I'm doing their photography and edits, and I'm just waiting to see how far I can get with this. You want to talk about uh, loyalty money a little bit? Tease them a little bit? Yes. Loyalty money. That is my clothing brand that is about to drop very soon. 
uh, I got that idea when I was a little younger. I'd say 2020. I was thinking about it, but I was never serious about it. But I came up with the little avatar. It's like a little money bag on the top, and then you got an outfit and stuff on. Um, I I was serious about it, but then I like fell off a little bit with it. And then just this year around January, I got real serious with it and started going real in depth with the details of how I need everything, how I need to run everything and got shirts made, opened my LLC, basically it's my business. And I'm just going to take it as, try to get it as far as I did with editing. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll go into my, my story a little bit here and, uh, you know, actually coming up on one year to the day of my first big break, I guess you could say. It was March 24th, so it would have been maybe a, it would have been, what, like a week and a half after we all got quarantined that very first time when coronavirus <laughs> was just a, you know, just a rumor and it seemed like, like a ghost almost that we were chasing, didn't really know what it was going to come of it. And, uh, you know, now, now I can sit here and say almost a year later that, you know, without that pandemic, then I wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast tonight. I wouldn't be, you know, anywhere where I am successful or, uh, you know, success wise in the industry. And it's just, it's taken me farther than I could ever fathom already. So still got pretty much two and a half years left of high school to take it as far as I can before college and then really get serious. But so uh, actually, last year, right around this time before, you know, the uh, quarantine hit, I was going through a little bit of a rough time in my head. It was just, you know, it was something that everybody, I think, goes through. And uh, I was I was, I was pretty sick of it. I was trying to get through it. And I, one night, I just decided I was sick of it. wasn't going to, I wasn't going to take it anymore. So I decided I wanted to do something productive and, you know, just work and work and work and work even harder until it went away and uh, that's what I did. I reached out by a pure stroke of luck, got in contact with uh, Keandre Lambert who is now a receiver at Penn State. At the time he was just committed to Penn State and he was a four-star All-American recruit. So you know I reached out, did some work for him, released that March 24th and by you know April 1st I had six clients something like that within Penn State and uh Around that time, I did a video for Shaka Tony, who just declared for the draft in Penn State and this year, and uh, after that, ended up getting in contact with Tommy Stevens, who was one of Penn State's former quarterbacks, ended up transferring to Mississippi State, got drafted by the New Orleans Saints, and now he's with the Carolina Panthers, but, you know, after that, that's when I got in contact with, uh, with Jawan Johnson, who was our tonight's guest. We met, and uh, we started talking. And I realized that, you know, our stories have a lot in common almost. And I really like his, uh, I really like his story. It's something that I think everybody can take something from. So I was, you know, very excited to get him on tonight to talk about it for the very first episode. And, uh, yeah, after that, I just kept working. And that, that was through mid-April. And by that time, it had just exploded. I was working, after Jawan, I was working for more guys at Oregon. Then I branched out to, like, USC you know, North Carolina, North Carolina State, you know, University of Florida, schools like that, big time, big time programs in the college football realm. And after that, you know, I, I kind of almost took a break, I want to say. Ah, actually, 
I don't know, I wouldn't say I took a break, but, you know, in, in my spare time when I wasn't doing stuff like that, I was, um, I started, you know, as stupid as it sounds, I said, there's a lot of opportunity in this TikTok stuff, and, you know, <laughs> I, start, I started to take it seriously, and uh, after a while, after a lot of long nights and early mornings and times that I wanted to quit, you know, I, I finally got that big break where I had the pretty much the dumbest, most random idea ever, you know, blow up. It went nuclear. It was probably one of the biggest videos of the entire summer on TikTok, honestly. Uh, just, you know, the outreach it had was incredible. And the opportunity it brought is just something that, you know, I can't even begin to begin to fathom here. But, yeah, I pretty much just posted a wallpaper at Juice World once this album dropped in July. And I, I, I went out on a boat after I dropped the live wallpaper, as most of the people listening to this right now, you know, know that I do. But I went out on a boat, you know, that day in July, and I came back and I, I, I opened my phone, and I couldn't use it. It was just exploding from how many notifications I was getting, and I was like, there's no way this is happening. So I, I went and looked, and it was, a, I think, like 300,000 views at the time, and it was just, it was like a thousand views every time it refreshed and it was ridiculous and then you know now it sits at 5.1 million views and uh, I sit at 50,000 followers on there and it's just you know unfortunately uh, I took took a little break from it and uh, it, it didn't kind of kill the momentum I had but you know we're just gonna keep working keep pushing and eventually it'll come back but you know we just gotta keep keep working and now just doing some more stuff, getting back into the into the uh, social media grind again after the summer, doing some more work for some college guys, and I'm about to have maybe 15 clients drafted into the league this year. So, you know, you got to love it. Just can't even just completely random. One day your life can change. And now I'm working for, you know, social media influencers with 1.7 million followers or DJs who've DJed for Lil Uzi Vert. A boogie like guys like that and it's just it's wild so i think uh, you know it's it's our stories are are similar where we were both just we just worked hard and we finally got to where we wanted to be and now we just got to keep working harder we've reached that goal but now we got to keep pushing for the next goal you know every every time we reach one there's a next one to be set so 100%. yeah 100 so now we'd like to move into our segment with Jawan. And we will see you guys there. So now we're joined by my good friend and client, Jawan Johnson. And I will let Jawan introduce himself quick. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, you know, Jawan Johnson, uh, New Orleans Saints receiver, uh, former uh, Oregon Duck and former Penn State Nittany Lion. Um, Obviously came up from Glassboro, New Jersey, the best town in Jersey. Uh, you know, grew up, born and raised, and, you know, just had my journey start off at Penn State. Uh, transferred to Oregon my last year, and now I'm in the NFL, undrafted a free agent rookie. Uh, got signed to the Saints. Um, it's been a wonderful experience. been great. Um, finally, my first offseason, so I'm enjoying every every bit of it and uh, enjoying it with my wife and my two dogs. So it's been, uh, it's been, been a blessing, man. Yeah, you know, it's a, I think you have a very great story to relate to what we're going to be talking about here. So I think that's why I was so excited to bring you on because you just have such an, you have such an interesting story about 
how you persevered through so much, you know, in your very young career already, and just excited to see where you can go in the future. Absolutely. Let's get into it, man. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you started in, in Glassboro, New Jersey. So, yep. was that like a rough neighborhood, or was that like a, is it like a nice part of Jersey, or is it a little bit rough? Uh, it's, uh, it's not rough at all, I wouldn't say by any means. Um, it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a pretty nice area. It's pretty, pretty mutual. Um, we got a, we got a college called Rowan. So, um, it's a, it's a pretty good area. I mean, you wouldn't have a college without a nice little area, but, um, it was good, you know, good people around me. Um, you know, obviously I had good friends around me, good family, big family. So everybody knew, you know, who, who my family was and, you know, what we were about. So, um, we're pretty, we're pretty, uh, everybody's pretty close. You know, I grew up, I mean, I, I graduated with a class of 159. So it wasn't that many people who graduated. So everybody knew everybody's business. So if Susie was with Tom, you know, everybody knew. So it wasn't like it was any secrets. It was, it was pretty fun. Man. Yeah. You know, I feel you. That's kind of how it is, you know, up here in good old Northeast Pennsylvania. You got really right. nothing, nothing going on. Everybody knows everybody. So that's funny. <laughs> Not more. A lot of we we have about like four hundred students in our high school, so dang. Yeah, so I, like, got, I got like two twenty in my grade, I think, something like that. So. Okay, right there so, with you. A little different, you know. Either, right, where it's easy to hide in there. Definitely. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, another question is like, who was your idol growing up that you, you wanted to shape your game around and stuff? Mm uh biggest idol growing up so it was two um at first it was eddie george um when i first started playing football i always wore 27 that was my first year and um eddie george was like my number one my number one my go-to didn't want the ball head quite like him but <laughs> definitely playing style to him and you know just uh just seeing what he did with the tennessee times i was like man like, i want to be like eddie george when i grow up yeah, so he was, um, he's a good he's a good player. Yeah, man, and I be like him, and so um, and I I feel like going into college, I mean, going into high school, um, in the beginning of college, um, I really, I mean, even now, I mean, I, I really, I really love uh, Dwayne the Rock uh, Johnson. He's like one one of the big people that influences you just because of his story. Now, you, now everyone's starting to see uh, you know, his story on TV and stuff. But you know, I always a uh, wiki stuff about him, so it's <laughs> perfect. I mean, you know, where he came from and things like that. Now he's an actor. He's just kind of branched out into someone that, you know, everyone wants to be. Yeah, you know, it's definitely like, it's definitely the dream, you know. You can come up from, from whatever and you make it and, and then you can right. branch out and do whatever your little heart desires. Absolutely. Like, that's kind, Absolutely. Of, that's kind of what you you and uh, you and Shan are doing now, right, with uh, TikTok and right. just exploring everything and seeing where it can take right. you. Guys Absolutely. Doing, guys are definitely doing some pretty good numbers already. So. Right. <laughs> what guys are. What yes, it, like it's 1.6 million, something like 1. that. 1.6 million, man. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So it's definitely been like a journey, just trying to do that, trying to branch out into, you know, something other than the helmet. So. Yeah. Uh. So I was, you know, I was, I was reading going back to high school, and uh, I, you know, I read a story about you and your brother George I actually I honestly had no clue you had a brother until I you know yeah. I, I read into it a little more but yeah what nine years nine years older than you right something like that yeah older than me yep and then he, was, he was what like defensive end yeah he was the defensive end yep 
So did he when you know when you guys were coming up, did he ever try and mold you to you know follow in his footsteps, or did he just kind of let you go your own way? And uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely tried to mold me in what was positive. I mean, it was never like you know let's uh let's move you to defense end, but it was definitely just in a in a way of you know he just tried to show me the ropes of mm-hmm. you know just how I move. You know, just going into college, you know, he always told me um you know what to look out for, what to be cognizant of, and you know, what to stay away from. And the, the same what it is in the NFL, he just kind of told me the ins and the outs because it's, it's, a, it's, it's a business. I mean, I mean, they will, they, will, they will cut the best players and it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just all about, it's, it's all about numbers and it's all about a fit. So yeah. it's not necessarily about how good you are or, you know, how good of a person you are because at the end of the day, it's all business and you got to be in your own business. You got to be prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's just- crazy they just got to make the best decision and it, it's like they can't even begin to think about what it could do to a player but they just gotta make those billion dollar decisions like it's nothing absolutely, absolutely. It's just absolutely. so uh and then you know I, I was reading some more and i read a story about how you were a freshman and you got put into a playoff game and they just they, <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty much, they pretty much told you you know go get the ball and they put you in a db and you what you had like three picks ran one or two back for touchdowns yeah so um i was starting i think my first start was the week before the championship game and uh you know i did pretty well i mean i, I just had a couple of tackles but then i started again the championship the next week and um yeah as a freshman in high school i had you know three picks and i had one for a touchdown one was like 90 98 yards or something like that and it was like that was like kind of like my waking up and I just kind of woke people up by that. And people were just interested in me uh, really for DB. And then the next year I came out, just came out hot, you know, doing a lot of stuff on offense and I just really got my name out there. So yeah, it was kind of crazy. I mean, I, I really trusted in my abilities way before even those games happened, but that was just me just, you know, just staying down and committing to the grind. So, you know, what was that like? Obviously, you know, you're in high school and you're, all of a sudden, you just get thrust into the spotlight. You go out and you make some huge plays for your for your football team. You just like you just walk in that Monday, and everybody wanted to sit with you at lunch. Everybody was talking to you, hyping you up, you know, stuff like that. Was it was right. a little different? Yeah, it felt a little crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I mean, like I said, our school our school was pretty small, so I mean, we we didn't have that big of tables. I mean, our <laughs> table got a little <laughs> so. Um, you know, I mean, it, it was it was good though. I mean, we all had, I was I was with all the same friends, so it wasn't anything different. Um, I usually try to surround my people around the people who was with me the whole time, so um, it was good. I mean, it was it was good to really, um, you know, really display what I thought I always had, and so when I was able to do that, it was it was fun. It was really fun to do that, man, and you know, show my abilities, show what I can do, and set myself up for the next year and just for the years to come, because it just kind of propelled me into who I am now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. At least, I mean, you know, at least you walked in one day and you were the big name around school. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I the newspaper, I mean, that's something that I always had to save. Like that night when you came out Sunday, the newspaper, that's something you always want to smile about. Definitely. Do you still have that newspaper till today? I believe so. I believe it's still at home in Jersey, man. That's good. When did you, uh, when did you feel that football was a sport for you? Like, if you wanted to go huh? 100%. I want to say maybe, uh, man, 
I want to say maybe my eighth grade year, eighth grade freshman year, probably. I want to say because I I think going into that it maybe would have been maybe track, you know, track was for me on my father track, um, so it was just like it was kind of already ingrained in me. That was like my first sport, so I didn't know what direction it would take me. That's why I played a lot of sports, and you know, football was kind of the one that was just kind of going ahead of all the other ones. So I really kind of focused on that. And so I want to say maybe around eighth or freshman freshman year of high school, I was just like, you know, football could take me a lot of places. So I definitely committed to that and committed to you know, really dedicating myself to, you know, putting my work into that. What events did you do in track? You, I'm guessing if I had to guess you were a hurdler, a jumper or something like that. Oh, no, I ran um, I ran all the sprint events. Ran them, the one, okay. two, the one to two to four in the relays. So that's crazy. Um, it was, it was good. I mean, if you look at my times. I had some pretty good times, man. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Back in the day, right? I was, I was, I was, I was a lot skinnier back then. So. <laughs> no, that was, was before the, that was before the NFL bulk up. Right. All right. Gotta love it. So, uh, you know. You graduate high school. You're you're a pretty highly touted recruit, four star. You end up uh, end up at Penn State. What what was that like first day? What was that first day at campus when you you know you walked into Happy Valley? What was that like? Oh man, so we were in the summer, so it was kind of kind of crazy. You know, it's you're kind of wide eyed, and I feel like, and I'm glad this is that was like one of the last times that one, and and being at the Saints for the first time, you, you kind of just don't know where anything's at. <laughs> And so you have, uh, you know, the other fellow freshman guys, you know, being with you in the, in the time. But um, it was fun. You know, you're this is summer. You have summer courses and you're freshmen. You're getting accommodated. You're not so surprised by everyone being there because the whole school isn't there, but a, but a good majority is there. And um, you're just there, just having a good time, just trying to enjoy when, when you're going to be there for about three to five years. So um, just being around those people in a school like that, it was just, it was just fun. Yeah, it's just, uh, especially Happy Valley, you know, such a deep football culture. It's just something that, you know, it, it might be shocking to some guys to walk into a, you know, a school like that with such a distinct <coughs> culture and even like a past, you know, because when you were there, that was pretty fresh off of everything that happened right. at Penn State back in the day. And, right. Uh, it's just something that it could get the best of some people, but I think, you, you definitely kept a pretty good head, so that's something to be proud of. Absolutely appreciate that. Yeah. So, Personally, a little biased with, with Happy Valley. I'm an Oregon Duck guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was the environment different when you transferred over? Um, How was the change? I would say uh, it was a – it was, I would say it's indifferent. And the reason why I say that, because um, football is still football to me, but um, it was just different for me because I knew I didn't know anybody going into Oregon. Like, uh, you know, when you know, you're going in to Penn State, like at least you have some some friends, you know, you had official visits with and you get to know them a little bit and get to talk to them a little bit right before you go to school. But yeah. but it's, it's different because I'm, I was 20, I think I was 22. Uh, going into an environment where kids were, you know, 17 and 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 they already, you, you know, it's, it's kind of different. I'm the new guy. I'm 22 and there's some other new guys who are 17. So it was just, 
you know, it was just really different as I was 17 and 18. It was just really different to kind of accommodate to, you know, some of the guys, the way they were doing things. And um, and at the end of the day, football is football. You know, I knew I'd find some some good friends, you know, just playing football because you know, football never changes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was just it was just different, but I feel like the environment was still the same. Like, you know, campus was just campus and football is football, so I don't think it was much of a difference. It was just less people at Oregon than it was at Penn State. Keep it simple. Gotta good. Do what you gotta do. So what you know? What was that? What was that like once you once you transferred? Especially with you know with your relationship with uh, how did that work out for you? Is that would obviously there's gonna be some bumps in the road, but were there some like extra bumps that at that certain time? Yeah, uh, it was definitely um different. You know, um just being at uh Penn State. I mean, obviously fans were just like brutal. So mm-hmm. whatever they're saying, um. <laughs> Which was kind of interesting. It was just like, man, like y'all really bad to me. I mean, y'all just, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just making plays, you know, snagging on your right. first round picks, one handed, going right. to the Sports Center, and now you guys right. turning on me here. You know, I was different, yeah. So it's just different um, handling all that, you know, um, losing, losing. I, I mean, I wouldn't say I've been, I didn't lose any friendships, but just like losing, uh, I guess, fans in a way, mm-hmm. which I guess at the time, but it really doesn't. I really don't care anymore, but losing fans at the time and then gaining more fans that are working was just really different for me. And then um, in terms of my relationship, I mean, uh, Shannon was already in California, so it was different. Um, I, I in, in a sense, I moved closer to her. Yeah. So um, she was in uh, she was in California already. She had already left and went to California. So um, it was different times, and so it was it was much better. I feel like she was. The only person I knew on the West Coast, not in Oregon, but on the West Coast, and I guess the first week when I got there, she uh, she visited me, and uh, it was it was good to just have someone to you know be there to kind of you know groove me into you know the, the way of living out there. I guess mm-hmm. just kind of made me just made me feel a little more comfortable, and which was which was good for me. Um, I didn't know anybody there, and that definitely felt felt good for her being there. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was good. It was definitely a change with the fans and. You know, Shannon and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, that's a full-on culture shock being a West Coast or an East Coast boy your entire life, and then all of a sudden you're out there on the West Coast. You don't even know what hit you. Trying, <laughs> right. Trying to adjust and you know play football and make a name all over again to get to the league. Absolutely. It's just it's crazy. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's and that's the the real thing because I feel like now I'm representing um, a different school and. Um, I'm pretty sure they they love me just as much as I love them, but it, it's good to know that now you're representing two schools, mm-hmm. um, one you know. Yeah. When did uh when did you feel that it was right? Like it was the right decision to transfer from Happy Valley. Yeah, um, I say this story many times. I mean, I I don't. I honestly during the end of that last year, I mean, many know, like I didn't, I didn't have a, a good season by any means. Uh, the, the, the year when I left Penn state didn't have a good year at all. And, uh, wasn't in a good space mentally. So I wasn't sure if I were, you know, to go to NFL, to stop playing football all together or just to, or just whatever, but, or just to stay. And, and that was just brought to my attention that, you know, it wouldn't be bad to, you know, just have a, a change of scenery somewhere. So, um, I started looking at some some schools, what potentially could be it, and uh, I just kind of made the decision to just 
uh, transfer. And so I, I think that was just more of a, a headspace of me just being somewhere, change of scenery, something different. And um, and I always wanted to be out west. That was kind of like me, just me growing up, like me as a kid. I was like, man, I always want to go to California. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to California. My mom was not having that. But, you know, just me being, um, you know, an older kid, a more mature kid, I was like, man, I can maybe do this. I can maybe do this now. So, I mean, Oregon was brought to my attention. Oregon was like the first school that hit me up. So um, I hit them up. Well, they hit me up, rather. And I was like, man, like, Oregon was a school I wanted to go to when I was when I was younger yeah, and so I actually took my visit, took my visit and and loved it there. And I was like, I think this may be the place. And I was never a guy to really wait till the last day or signing day or whatever the case may be. Just having people waiting. I was more of just like, all right, let me just get this done and let's get the work. And, um, admitted in February, I believe, and got there at the beginning of April. It was ready to go. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta, you know, you gotta feel when, when it's time, it's time, and you got to do what's best for you, no matter, no matter what. Absolutely. So, uh, after, uh, you know, it's just. All right, let me restart. I don't know where I was going with that. But I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, I'll ask a different question. I kind of lost my train of thought there. Uh, so oh, good. You played, you played, you know, a lot of places, uh, so far already. What, what was your, what's your favorite moment? You know, out of the out of the one-handed catch on Damon Arnett or the game-winning touchdown at, at Iowa or, you know, the, the game, uh, game-stealing catch in the Rose Bowl, any of that, or is it something different? Oh, man. Um, I'll do – I'll do two. So, obviously, my you – know, the game-winning catch, that was my first touchdown. So, it was kind of like my welcoming into the – kind of my welcoming into college football, honestly. Um Kind of my first year, like, actually starting, like, actually, you know, getting in the groove of things, you know, not worrying about, like, oh, like, uh, if I don't make this play, I'm not going to play kind of deal. It's just kind of me just, you know, playing free. Yeah. And uh, it actually felt good, you know, just catching that one-handed catch, knowing that they're going to rely on me to catch the ball out of all the people who were on the field at the time. Um, and it just felt good to actually do that. So that was a great moment. First career touchdown game where, I mean, you can't write up any better. Oh, yeah. And then – um. And then the last one was we yeah, was, uh, what you said the game winning, um, just 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 sealing off the game and the Rose Bowl. My, that was my last collegiate play. So it was just like man, like after all that, after all the hate, after all, you know what I've been through in my college experience, just having that experience, my last collegiate play, we couldn't couldn't have been written any better. Mm-hmm. You know, just sealing the game off. You know, career being done, me just being like man, like I really did this whole thing I kind of did it my way in a, in a sense um it was just really exciting like a moment like it's a real moment to be like man I really capped my career off um in a way where it couldn't be any better yeah like you know it's just it's just the thing where you want to go out on your own terms and it's kind of like you can finally stick it to the you know the haters that you know didn't want to see you succeed and finally right. you finally can show them that everything happens for a reason and while you know it may not have been in state college where it happened you know it was something right. else and everything worked out i mean absolutely in, in 2018 you were mocked to be a the first receiver taken off the board in 29 in the 2019 right. draft you know ahead of guys like aj brown or dk metcalf guys that right. you know became bona fide stars already and i mean right it's just it's a crazy story to think 
that you to go through all that you know transfer schools lose all that hype in a sense and then still go out make some plays at Oregon and get yourself in the league and now right. now everything's coming together you get signed from the practice squad and you're on the active roster making some catches <laughs> I remember right. I, yeah, I remember right. uh, first I think it was your first catch it was against the Eagles right uh Against the Bears. Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. Oh yeah. Bears. Okay, I remember that. I, I was watching right. that game that was on, and I, I looked up and I saw number eighty three made a catch. Right. And I was like, I was like, interesting. I you know I, I wasn't ex- I, I wasn't expecting that, and then I looked and I saw you got signed off the practice squad and you were playing that night, and I was like, yes, wow, sir. It's crazy. Yes, but, sir. Because that was my first. You know, you, you and you and Tommy Stevens were my first right. two. Uh, first two clients that made it to the league and it was just absolutely that, that was a surreal moment i remember watching tommy get drafted at 230 or whatever it was oh and then yeah you know you both end up on the saints granted now he's with the panthers but it's just right it's, it's wild how everything works out and you guys you guys definitely have two very similar stories as guys who could have been breakout stars and not everything you know went that way but everything came together in the end and you guys ended up on the same absolutely. roster at the start of it absolutely it's wild how did how do you feel the change was like from the college to nfl now like is it different different environments different feeling different grind um i feel like it's different um in ways where people wouldn't think like uh the only thing different about it on the field is just that it's faster i mean Mm -hmm. i think in the day football is football and the only reason the only thing different about um the only thing different about college to football I mean college to football college to NFL is that um everything's just a lot faster um everything's more full speed and and over time it slowed down for me it wasn't as it wasn't crazy speed it wasn't drastic for me but it was just more like everything is just much faster so I had to run much faster myself um in terms of the grind the grind is more mental um, the grind is more smarter. It's not like I have to, you know, um, go out um, into the weight room and lift many more weights. It's not like that. It's more of just, you know, how can I take care of my body? How can I stay on the field? Definitely. And then, um, yeah, in terms of just mental, it's more mental. It's just like, well, how am I going to be able to, you know, um, outsmart my defender each and every play? It's not like, all right, well, how am I going to beat him up every every play? Because it's not like that. Yeah. Every, Every everyone is just as strong. Everyone's just as fast. It's it's more of a mental game, um, and so yeah, it was it was more it was more like that. It was different. It was different in, in in different ways. People wouldn't think about. It's, it's just a it's just it's a smarter, more intellectual um, game. It's not like it's it's all about strength and bronze. It's it's not what NFL is about. Yeah, I mean, you're coming from high school and college where if you're six four, you're just at least, you know, six, seven inches taller than most of the DBs you're playing against. So right. You can just right. go up and moss them every play. Now you're playing guys who are, you know, six three slot corners and you have to go right go run a route that'll give you some separation and you know, right. make that catch in a split second. Absolutely. That's Very what true. You to realize. It's just, it's something, you know, it's something that, again, like you said, mental. And I think it's something that when people think about what it's like to be in the NFL and play professional football, that's something they don't even think about. Especially like, yeah. especially when you're getting pressed up at the line and you got to release and maybe you're not getting off like you want to, you're not getting separation, you're getting in your own head, DB's getting in your head, you just got to keep balling regardless of what, what's happening. Go make a For play. For sure. For sure. 
So uh, going going back to almost the draft process, uh, you got signed to Gary V's uh, sports agency, Vayner Sports. So yep. what, what, do you know Gary personally? Like, have you had conversations with him? Yeah. Um, Gary, uh, honestly, he, he DMs me either every day or every other day. Just, you know, some just some stuff for – just some stuff to motivate me, you know. It's, it's not even really like a uh, a sports thing. It's more of just a mental thing because mm-hmm. he knows more than anybody that, you know, not football is mental, but life is mental too. Like some people are just in their head and, and things like that. But he was more of a person that's – it just wants athletes to branch out, like not just to be so one dimensional and just, uh, just, you know, that you are a brand that you're, that yourself is. So, um, he's big on that. And, you know, we, we talk a bunch just on things like that. And he's a really good dude. I think <laughs> that the videos don't always do it justice because, you know, he's, yeah, he's a little, he's, little out there sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, um, he, he's very, uh, you know, he's very personal. Yeah. You know, some people can, can take that either a bad way or a good way, but you know that's something that um I I picked him for a reason because he's very intentional on what he on what he is and what he does, and he doesn't sell anybody short, and uh he wants the best out of people. Yeah, really. He's he's definitely somebody that I think would be a fantastic guest on this pod, <laughs> but right, just just the mindset he brings, just it's something that uh. You know, it's uh, people who can't really relate to that are, you know, going to hate on him and say, oh, you know, not everybody can do this. Nobody can do that. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But, you know, if you, if you can take that to heart and really relate to what he's trying to say, how he came from an immigrant kid who didn't speak a word of English to right. know, a multimillionaire with one of the biggest brands that's branching out now even more from. He started in wine. Now he's in sports cards. He has a sports agency. Everything like that. It's just it's it's a crazy story, and uh, maybe he'll end up buying the Jets one day, like he wants to. But we'll right. see. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> but uh, so what was it like once you know you got that call from the Saints? What was your initial reaction? Did you like get up and dance around the room, or was it like okay, now I gotta just get to work and get locked in? Yeah, uh, it was definitely about getting to work. I mean. Uh, like, like you said earlier, like, um, you know, when I was projected to go the first round one of them years and I mean, I'm not anything shy of that, that person that was there. I mean, I feel like I'm even better than, you know, that guy, um, you know, two years, two or three years ago, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that always gives me motivation because, you know, I come from, I mean, not being drafted. And so, I mean, I've, I've always, you know, carried a, a chip with me. So, you know, just having that around. It's something that I've always wanted, you know. So, uh, I mean, I just get to the grind, honestly. Like, I wasn't – I mean, obviously, I was excited. But I kind of didn't um, embrace that, that I was actually in NFL until, like, I was actually there. Yeah. So, um, it was all about working. And now it's more of, like, looking back and kind of embracing everything. Just like, dang, like, I'm in the NFL. Like, I actually get to, you know, have an NFL logo on my head when I'm playing. And so it's <laughs> – I'm more of uh, embracing that now than I was before because I was just so in that grind mode, you know. So yeah, I feel you, I feel you for sure. I mean, it's just that's something that again nobody can be really prepared for, and then you just kind of get thrown in through all that, and you gotta persevere and come out on the other side, and gotta hope it makes you a better person, and just believe in the process, and keep trusting God that'll He'll get you where you need to be one day. Absolutely, that's true. So, that's true. 
Yeah, so now, you know, as you're finally getting settled into the NFL and, you know, you're, you're already branching out with a social media presence already, is there, what's what's your pretty much one one big goal for the future? If you could branch out and do something else, say football works out and you get, you know, a pretty big platform and you do have the opportunity to branch out and do something else, would it be something like acting or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, acting has always been like a love for me. Um, I, I've done, I've done plays in high school, so I I'm not anything shy of acting, but, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not really too focused on that, but when the time comes, that'll be it. But I mean, yeah. I, I'm focused on like some, some things that are more tangible, like real estate, like uh, real estate, mm-hmm. like you know, just really. Um, getting a lot of knowledge from that, doing it the right way and uh, doing what I can in that area, you know, finding mentors, learning from them and, you know, getting a good grasp of what's good and what's not and not just losing my money, you know, just kind of investing my money in the right areas. And, um, investing investing in real estate is not more of a, um, how, how much how much more money can I make, but, you know, how can I get people in, in the right situations and in the right houses at, at a good price and a good rate and, you know, how do I get more people to be happy, you know, because some people want to sell their homes and some people want to get homes. And that's where, you know, I can I can come in that realm and help people out. So, yeah. So are you like looking at getting a real estate license eventually, possibly, or, you know, taking that pretty seriously? Or is that oh, no, not a real estate. no, just just real estate investing. That's okay. that's a yeah, that's real a whole, estate. No whole other animal. I don't know if I can do that. That's just that's not it for me. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of potential in real estate, especially now. You gotta you can figure out how to take advantage of what's coming from you know this pandemic and what's gonna come in the Absolutely. future. And people are just buying up houses and you know you trying can, to flip them. Yeah, there's definitely some some very nice opportunity in in uh, right. real estate right now. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean. I think that's pretty much all we have to talk about today. That was a, I think that was a very interesting uh, interview almost. And, you know, I got to definitely thank you for coming on tonight. And I know you're a big Always. guy just moving out to California again. So de- definitely appreciate you coming on. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I got to we'll, uh, we'll let you know how everything works out and maybe have you on no, in the future. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you hitting me up and, and, and trying to do this. I really appreciate that. Man. Yeah, for appreciate sure. For sure. You, were, I, you were the first guy when I, you know, sat down. It was like 1 a.m. on a random Saturday, and I got <laughs> I got the sudden urge. I was like, I can really, you know, start this. It's something I can do now and make a difference for people. And you were the first guy that came to my head with your story, and I was very – I was definitely excited when you said you'd be interested in coming on. So got to thank you for coming Absolutely. No, always, man. Whenever you need, man, I'm here. Perfect. Sounds Appreciate good. that one. Yeah, gotta maybe we'll have some some new uh some new mixes, some new designs, stuff coming out in the future. Absolutely. As you get, as you get more settled in the world. Absolutely, I would love that, man. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Love that. No, y'all, y'all keep doing y'all thing, man. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely, definitely a chance to do something special and make a difference for people here. So that's just oh. what, it's just what you gotta hope we can do. If we can, you know, inspire one person to go, go do something great, and we succeeded with this. So 
Absolutely. Keep grinding, y'all. Keep doing it. For sure, for sure. So, uh, again, guys, you know, thanks for thanks for coming out and listening to the first episode of the All Gas, No Breaks podcast. Joined tonight by uh, Mr. Jawan Johnson, NFL wide receiver. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming out and listening, and we will see you soon. Thank you.